Ladies, have you arrived? You betcha you have. But you know your LinkedIn headshot? It might need some love. Don't worry, John Erline Photo has you covered. John will coach you on the perfect expression that will create a connection with your professional network. And to be honest, that's what we want, right? Connection and opportunities. When people respect you, they treat you differently. So schedule a new kind of headshot experience with John Erline Photo. Booking is easy and fast. You can schedule your session today at photo. That's J-O-N-E-R-L-I-E-N photo.com. Your image is worth investing in. Did she really do that? You betcha she did. back to You Betcha She Did, the podcast where female entrepreneurs and women who've paved the way share their wit and wisdom. Today, we have a very special guest, a woman who is a Jill of all trades, has done pretty much anything and everything. It is Heather Cleveland of the Green Bicycle Company located in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Today, she'll share what her new company is all about and what plans she has for the future. Let's meet her. Tell us a little bit about the business you just started. Uh, yeah, so it's called Green Bicycle Company. It was founded in May of 2020, and it started with the what we call projects or the consulting aspect of the business. And I started out with one client, and like I said, that was in May of 2020. And then fast forward a bunch, uh, my husband and I bought um, the former Sushi News. Uh, Sushi News was in this building for over 60 years. Oh, wow. And in the, the building was built in 1887. And so that began, that began a new part of the business where it was kind of always the dream to have three parts to it. So, and then the third part has kind of evolved, but it was always going to be consulting, a retail space, and then something else. Yeah. yeah I wondered, I knew there was many facets to the Green Bicycle mm-hmm. Company. For listeners who are unfamiliar with it, can you talk us through those three chunks and what they offer to the public? Yes. So the projects is the first one. So I have a background, a bachelor's in civil engineering and a master's in urban planning, extensive experience in environmental remediation type work. And then also I was, I have nonprofit experience. So that's kind of a unique combination. And then also we have a, a staff who has a fabulous background in education. So what we do for consulting is urban planning and community development. And we like to say adding people to the equation and increasing consciousness and then, so that's the consulting piece of it. We work with So non- I'm going to pause you for a second too. So for the consulting, like who would be an ideal client for you? Right now, our clients are nonprofit organizations, and but they can be uh, municipalities and others. And part of, I think, what we're, what we're good at is connecting those. What, from my work in the past, I've seen often um, silos. And unintentional. So people are very focused on doing their job. For example, folks in a municipality, they're not partnering to be mutually beneficial for with a company or with a nonprofit. And so we like to help those dots or help connect those dots while bringing the community into the conversation. Yeah, that makes sense. I was gonna say, so how do people find out about you? Just word of mouth or uh, from past work? 
Yep. Past work, word of mouth. And that's a neat thing. So back to the, the, two, the two other parts of our business. So the retail part, why I wanted that is I've been in the retail sector and it's a bubble. Um, nobody knows what you do. You drive by somebody who does consulting, whether it's environmental or other types or urban planning consulting, what have you. And they're disconnected. Don't walk in there. You don't necessarily get to see, get a presentation of the projects. So by having the retail space, we're able to interact with the community to say, to tell them our values and what we're about. So that's another way that people can hear about us. So yes, it's from past clients that I've worked with in my history, or or we see RFPs come out, or we see grant opportunities. And this has been kind of another nice niche for us is with our with especially mine and some of my colleagues' experience in nonprofits and grant writing, we can see a grant opportunity, partner with a nonprofit, help them write write the grant, which is very similar to a proposal when you see an RFP request for proposal. So we help write that and then we will help facilitate that grant. Um, so again, connecting the dots, helping push things forward because funds are available. It's a matter of partnering with the organization, which having been part of a nonprofit, that's a lot of work doing that. It's an on top of everything else that you do. So that's how people hear about us. And then the third part of what we do, we call experiences. And this we're just getting started with this, but this is organizing events such as classes, and we're working to bring back the bike and walk week. So that's bringing people. Yeah. So the idea with that is bringing people together through an experience while advocating for, in this case, biking and walking, we could be part of creating increasing infrastructure, but also we're a shop where people can buy the bicycle gear and helmets and things like that. So it kind of comes full circle. And that that's, I feel to be successful in retail in downtown and compete with things like Amazon, you have to have other things to offer and it has to be super local and community based. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I grew up in Sheboygan and just seeing the change from from the 1980s and 90s till now is amazing. Like I feel like the downtown has really revived itself. There's definitely a bigger emphasis on local sustainable goods, which is great to see. I feel like the city is definitely heading in the right direction. Tell me a little bit about the process, you know, just as a female entrepreneur buying a building. How did, how did that go? Oh my (laughs) goodness. I can only imagine it's not an easy process. So talk us through that. What is that like? It's not easy. And I've said this in a a few times and thought it in my brain many times. If you actually knew what was involved, you might not do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) I know. Uh, But there's something about it. Like, a bit fearless because you don't know. And I, there's there, it can go too far where like you're totally clueless, but there was an, we knew enough to be able to pull it off, but we had constantly had surprises. And I would say too, I've been thinking, cause this is a historic building. Cause when you come into a building that was built in 1887, there's stuff you got to deal with. And so we had to deal with that stuff. And then I will say too, the city, we received support from the city that allowed us to take it further than we would have. For example, we received a historic preservation grant for the facade because of that grant. So had we not received that, here's what we could have done. Put a new coat of paint on it. With that grant, we were, we were, it allowed us to, but also stretched us way further, you know, but it was like, we got, we were able to do it right where we um, had a contractor come in and, and um, do the tuck pointing on the building. That's the, uh, that's like the UG part. Like no one gets that, but when you have like water coming in and like stuff like that, People don't see that a plate of coat would cover that, but you would you suffer later.
you know, thinking of budgets and buying a building and um, trying to get financing from a bank. Like, are there any tips that you have for people? Because that's such a big process, especially a lot of people don't have um, experience in that realm. We had assistance from the Sheboygan County Economic Development Corporation with their uh, business plan and data and things like that. So that was super helpful. So I recommend reaching out to the resources that you have. And then also, I had worked with a bank in, in one of my other jobs. And so having those relationships. And so my bank, my personal bank, it, I don't have a bank to go to. So and I thought, okay, that's efficient. But I had this relationship from a job where the bankers knew who I was. And I think that that matters. So like they had some history, they saw how I worked, you know, and so that I don't even know if that was part of their equation, but I knew that it mattered. They're like, Oh, I know you, I know how, you know, that kind of that mattered. Having done budgets and, you know, a lot of different things wore many different hats and that really prepared me um, for this role. Not to say that it perfectly prepared me because a nonprofit is different than running a business, but just going through those motions helped me a ton. So I went to the bank, I had my business plan and I had my pro forma and I had, you know, my presentation ready and they said yes. And I, I couldn't believe it. Another interesting part too, is I had to form two different companies, one company. Oh, wow. Okay. See, that's really interesting to know. So yeah, tell me about that. I know. So I was in a meeting with a mentor of mine sharing, you know, talking about um, the business and what I was doing. And he had said to me, you know, you should really start another business to own the property. No one else had mentioned that to me and I, and I should have thought of it myself, but I didn't because you're like, I was thinking about a million other things and I was like, you know what? You're right. And so I did. And so I created another business, the business, one business it's called Good Building Company owns the property and then Green Bicycle Company rents from that, that company. And so let's say the Green Bicycle Company, either I fade into the sunset in uh, you know 20 years or um, it doesn't work out. I still have the property. I wasn't mentally prepared for all that when I first started it, but it made sense, dollars and cents, once we started going that direction. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense, actually, now that you say that. I was like, oh, yeah, you should separate it and have two businesses. I feel like that's such a great tip, too. I mean, I think of all the other people I know who own buildings and run their businesses. I'm not sure that they do it that way. Or maybe they do. I don't know. I haven't asked that question. And it's interesting how much people don't talk about their business in that way. There isn't necessarily... Because I will say I've gone to some um, groups where you can talk about business and these kind of things, but sometimes it's too deep. Like mm-hmm. there, are, I went, I wouldn't share or talk about certain level of business with just anyone. It would have to be somebody I trust and like a peer to say like, "Hey, what are you doing about this? This is weird." Because you don't want to feel foolish, <laughs> right? And I mean, that's why I think it's so important for women entrepreneurs and women who you know are leading the way to talk about what they're doing and how they got there, and um, you know, things that have come easy, challenges, things to avoid. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, there's not always a conversation, and when you're just starting out, or even if you've been in business for 20 years, there's things that are constantly changing and things that you're learning. And if we can build that communication and that um, camaraderie, we'll, we'll help each other out. Before you said a couple of good things that I liked, you talked about how it was great to reach out to the Sheboygan Economic Development Corporation. Um, you talked about how it was really important to have a relationship with your bankers. And in your case, it wasn't even the bank you used, but you knew them, which was, which was nice. And then just using your past experiences... Yes. And I will say in any job that I've had, which I've had a lot, you know, just different experiences. 
always look, I've always looked for the opportunity to learn something from it, whether it was management style, leadership style, um, customer service skills that I learned, you know, from bartending. It's like all bring all of those in to do what you do. And and that's been a really because I, I was also in the military, so learned a lot about leadership and motivation and values from that experience. So bringing that in, you know, because that's part of who I am. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good note for anyone who is thinking about starting their own business. It's like, even if you haven't done it before, you have a wealth of experience from things you've done in your life that you can pull from and use those. Yeah. So in the summer, we'll be kicking off like our selling our bikes, having demos, things like that. But then, you know, as far as organizing events, the next I have my eye on September, which is sourdough September. Sourdough, sorry, as in the bread, right? As in the bread, as in the bread. Yeah, I know, right? You're like, hmm, what kind of sourdough stuff? (laughs) Yep, (laughs) sourdough bread September, but sourdough September is what it's called. So another part of like, when you are a person who will commute to work, oftentimes you're also doing other things that are um, sustainable and community driven. And so like making sourdough, making kombucha, planting a garden. So these that's the sustainability common thread in um, in the business part of it. So when I started to make sourdough here, I had to buy my supplies from the internet and I I didn't have a community. So I didn't realize everyone was doing this. But in March of 2020, um, when everything went wild um, and everyone is staying home, I started a uh, Facebook group called it was first called the uh, Sheboygan Sourdough Party. And now it's called the Sheboygan Sourdough Life. And uh, because it's a it's a way of life, you don't you have to like be committed to it. But (laughs) I don't know, we have, we have over 100 members and I handed out gosh, at least 20, maybe even 30 sourdough babies. And, um, and people are all making sourdough together in our community. But with that, all of us were like, where are you buying your stuff? Where are you buying your supplies? So we offer the proofing baskets here, um, the scoring tools, and then we hope to offer more. And that's been that when you speaking of challenges, that's been a challenge is like, because it's such a niche, I have to have relationships with all different. It's not like, oh, order from one catalog, the truck comes on, it drops everything off. That's not the kind of, that's not what we're doing. And even let's say I just focus on bicycles, that would be easier. But no, I'm trying to do these different things. And and simply some of it's offering, I can see that there's a community in need and I want to be able to offer those supplies. So Sourdough September I'm looking to partner with um, a friend of mine who was part of that initial group and then turned that into a business. Um, so, and we might both know who that is. Um, Kimberly. Do you yeah. Know Kimberly? That's what I thought. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, great. So she was part of our initial sourdough baby and, and, and Facebook group, but she took it like, cause it's awesome. And mm-hmm. I think her stuff is I, so good. It is yeah. so good. And it's um, so good for you. And um, so Anyway, in September, I'm hoping to have some demonstrations, maybe hand out some solar dough starters, get people excited about doing this and perhaps do it for the next couple months, then maybe hibernate their sourdough, ba- you know, sourdough over the summer because it's not as fun baking in the summer like that. But some I you can do it all year round, though. So that's that's another experience that I have my eye on for um, for September, because also like and some others, of course, will pop up. But those I'm trying to have this kind of like seasonality to the to the work that we do. And then we're always open to partner with people. We don't want this to only be Green Bicycle Company. So let's say like next March, but I'd love to host um, or help host or bring people together for a feminist film festival. Ooh, very cool. And I, I know. So I, I mentioned it. Uh, I keep ta- I've been talking about it for years. But um, the Stephanie Wild Center maybe could host it. We could bring some people together to be kind of like oversee what films could be. We could have a panel discussion. 
So that's another type of event that I think would be really cool. And then we sell books here that, you know, for example, we have some great books in our shop right now around uh, Women's History Month. Uh, so we could somehow partner in that way. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, speaking of the retail space, I know you mentioned um, the sourdough materials, kombucha materials, some books. What are some of your favorite things that you guys carry at the Green Bicycle Company? I love our book selection. We also have magazines, and that's been a partnership with Goodside Grocery. I discovered independent magazines uh, when I was shopping in Milwaukee at Outpost, and I, I had never heard of them before. I, you know, I, I like looking at magazines when I'm at a grocery store, so I was looking, and I, that's the first independent magazine that I discovered was Taproot, and that's out of um, Vermont. And it's, I might mess up the tagline, but it's like doers, makers, and dreamers. And I thought like this, this magazine was made just for me. And um, (laughs) spot on. (laughs) And so I bought all the, all the previous ones I have every, so we sell that here. Those I'm really proud of that. And then it's really cool. The next, and this, uh, this is when some cool stuff comes together, but um, Kate Tinker is featured and then Whitney Morales is featured in an upcoming Taproot magazine. Um, no way, two Sheboygan women entrepreneurs. Yeah. Oh, are, cool. Yeah. So they're going to be featured in Taproot and we already ordered more and I have a, I asked them, what's your turnaround time? I, I probably will have to get more of these, but we're going to be able to sell those magazines featuring our friends in Sheboygan. That's so awesome. If you'd like to know more about the Green Bicycle Company, please check out our show notes. We'll have links to their website, as well as additional information, including links for our sponsors, John Airline Photography, and the Ladies First Podcast Production Company. If you like what you're hearing, please consider leaving us a review, giving us a high five on the street, and sharing us with your friends. It is always, always appreciated. Until next time.